You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland, where on Friday night, the Guardians and the Yankees were postponed due to rain. Yet another postponement on the home schedule for the Cleveland Guardians this season. Unbelievable the amount of weather situations they have had that has necessitated a day-night doubleheader on Saturday with the series finale on Sunday. Good show lined up for you today. We will hear from Josh Naylor after his tremendously dramatic home run on Wednesday night, a walk-off in extra innings over the Twins. We'll also visit with Stephen Kwan and uh, talk chess with Stephen Kwan, who was uh, part of a group of players who took on the John Marshall High School chess team, and it went very well for those kids, but not for the Guardians. In a good way, though. A lot of fun on uh, Tuesday afternoon for those guys. Then uh, we'll also visit with Zach Plesak and Joe Smith, a couple of pitchers uh, current with the Guardians, Zach Plesak, and then past with the Cleveland organization, Joe Smith, who is now with the Minnesota Twins. And we will also visit with Larry Doby Jr. as on Friday a beautiful mural was unveiled just outside the ballpark near the uh, Terrace Club entrance uh, by the ticket windows and a uh, great view of the plaza as well, featuring Larry Doby Sr. and Frank Robinson and Satchel Page, some pioneers in terms of race relations in Major League Baseball. So we'll hear from Larry Doby's son, Larry Doby Jr., in the final segment of our show today. But first, to look back at the week in review and what a week it was. Didn't get started on the best of notes as the Guardians took on the Twins on Monday, and the Twins won that ball game 11-1 to to get the series started. Now, Tuesday, a day-night doubleheader as the Guardians and Twins have begun to make up the games that were postponed due to the lockout back in April. These were not weather postponement makeups, but uh, filling in the schedule from the lockout missed game. So the first of that was... Uh, the afternoon game in the doubleheader, and in game one, it was a 3-2 to two win for the Guardians, and they won it late. Now, they got the scoring started in the first inning with a runner on, and Fran Mill Reyes delivered. Smeltzer's ready. Here it comes, and a swing and another towering pop-up. Into shallow right. Kirilov is out. Kepler's in. It drops in front of Kirilov. Here comes the throw to the plate, and in sliding with a run is Rosario. Kirilov and Kepler both thought the other guy was going to catch it. And a sky ball to shallow right near the foul line drops. And Cleveland has a 1-0 lead 
on a ball that should have been caught. Meanwhile, on the mound, Zach Plezak was dealing, and that one-run lead was plenty. The wind-in delivery swung on a little weak pop-up. Shallow center. Rosario out. Jimenez out. Straw in. Rosario squeezing it as that ball tried to squirt out of the heel of his glove. And another terrific 1-2-3 inning for Zach Plesak, who has set down seven in a row. But a rare blown save for the Guardians' bullpen as the Twins scored a run in the seventh to tie it and then another run in the eighth to take a 2-1 to one lead. So now it was up to the Minnesota bullpen, but a couple of walks to begin the bottom of the eighth set the table for Ahmed Rosario. Now the set and the payoff delivery. Swung and ground ball up the middle, base hit center field. Straw, the tying run, scores. Here comes Quan, the go-ahead run to score. And Ahmed Rosario with a three-hit game has given Cleveland the lead back at 3-2. to two. And for the third straight appearance against Cleveland, Pagan has imploded. And with that one-run lead, Emmanuel Classe came on in the ninth to try and close things out. Again, the one-two delivery. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Emmanuel Classe pumps one by Luis Arise. And the skid is over. After dropping five in a row and down to their last six outs trailing, Cleveland rises again and finds a way to beat Minnesota late again. Final in game one of the day-night doubleheader. The Cleveland Guardians, three, the Minnesota Twins, two. So a real nice win in game one of the doubleheader. In the nightcap, it was all Minnesota as they shut out the Guardians by a final score of six to nothing. On to Wednesday, game four of this series, and it turned out to be a thriller. The Guardians jumped on top early. They had the bases loaded in the first inning, and Fran Mill Reyes at the plate. Swung and grounded to short. Backhanded by Polanco to second. Low throw dug out for one out. Throw to first. Wide of the mark. And that'll score a second run. And the ball goes out of play. And Reyes goes to second. So Reyes with a ground ball in the hole of the left side of the infield. Polanco with the backhand. Threw across his body off balance. But he one hopped the throw to second. A good dig out by Arise. Arise then really didn't have a chance to turn two, but that's when the throw went wide of first, and it enabled two runs to score. The Guardians made it 3-0 with a Josh Naylor sack fly in the third. Remember that name for later. But the Twins answered in the sixth with back-to-back home runs from Alex Kirilov and Gio Urshela, and it was all tied up at three and remained tied through nine. In New extra innings we went, Carlos Correa's single drove in the ghost runner for the Twins and put Minnesota in front 4-3, and then Max Kepler hit the backbreaker, a two-run home run to give Minnesota a commanding 6-3 lead. Or was it a commanding lead? Well, to the bottom of the 10th we go, and it's the 2022 Guardians, so you know what happens. The Guardians trying to stay alive had... A couple of men on for the hot-hitting Ahmed Rosario. And the pitch. Swung on, ripped to left, down the line. Fair ball and into the corner. Extra bases as Palacios will score. 
Into third is Quan, and a four-hit game for Ahmed Rosario as he laces an RBI double into the left field corner, and it's now six to four. They got to run closer thanks to some heads-up base running from Stephen Quan. Two down, runners second and third, six to four, Minnesota tenth inning. The wind and the pitch. And it's inside and off the glove of the catcher. And coming home to score with a head first slide is Quan. And going to third is Rosario. And Jeffers botched another. And it's now a one-run game. And that set the table for Josh Naylor. Here's what happened next. Six to five twins. Two out. Two-two count. Runner at third. Bottom of the tenth. Here it comes. A swing and a five ball. Deep left field. Down the line it goes. Gordon in the corner. Gone! A walk-off. Two-run home run by Josh Naylor. Down the left field line. It's a game winner and a mob scene at home plate. And the Guardians have stunned the Twins again. Four runs in the bottom of the 10th. And Cleveland has beaten Minnesota 7-6 in 10 innings. Unbelievable. Down to their last strike. And Naylor headbutting Tito who had a batting helmet on. And Josh Naylor has broken about 15 different hands with his high five. And Minnesota has got to wonder what in the world has gone on in the late innings here over the last week and a half. What a wild finish on Wednesday night at Progressive Field. Nothing could top that, right? Well, maybe. Thursday, (laughs) the series finale, and the Guardians got on the board in the second inning with a bases loaded walk. But the Twins responded in the third with a three-run double by Jose Miranda. That gave Minnesota a 3-1 to lead, and it held for a long time. The Guardians' offense had several chances throughout, but they couldn't break through until the eighth inning when, again, they'd load the bases and Miles Straw delivered. Now the set. Now the 2-2. Swung on a chopper in the hole. Diving bank, and it's stopped by Correa. Throw to third is wide. Comes toward a home plate off the back. Stop. This game is tied. In to score, Jimenez and Reyes. To third is Leon. Straw to second. That'll be an RBI single and a throwing air on Carlos Correa, who from the seat of his pants as he was falling, tried to throw the runner out at third and threw wide of third and it went to the backstop behind the plate. So tie ball game into the bottom half of the ninth inning. Jose Ramirez led things off with a walk. Then after two quick outs, a last chance for the Guardians came with Andres Jimenez at the plate. Here's the payoff delivery. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to right center. Did he do it? Goal! A walk-off, towering two-run home run to right center for Andre Jimenez. And it'll be another home plate celebration 
the second consecutive walk-off game-winning home run against Minnesota. And an incredible eight-game stretch against Minnesota saw Cleveland win five times and all five wins in their last at-bat. Unbelievable, really, and and you don't see back-to-back games with walk-off home runs very often, although it happened just a season ago, almost a year ago exactly, in that 2021 campaign when Bobby Bradley and Fran Mill Reyes hit walk-off home runs back-to-back in July of last year against Kansas City. It happened again earlier this week. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Josh Naylor and also Stephen Kwan. That's next after this timeout. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me. I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It is Guardians Weekly, and we thank you so much for tuning in. Busy weekend of baseball after the Friday night rainout for the Yankees and Guardians. That made for a day-night doubleheader Saturday and a day game on Sunday to close out the homestand. And what a homestand it's been for dramatic game-winning walk-off hits, including home runs. And Josh Naylor did just that on Wednesday night. We had a chance to catch up with him shortly after his dramatic home run, and we talked to him about the mindset he has going into that at-bat with the game on the line. I mean, I love winning. I love my teammates, and we started off that inning hot, and we just we got on base. We kind of created a little bit of chaos, and you know, we all want to win ball games. and not, you're not going to you know, have that opportunity every day to be in this spot to, to you know, hit a game-winning hit or home run or whatever the case is, so we just you know, we take those opportunities, and we, we just want to run with it, and again, we want to win games. We want to you know, finish high seed, and by the end of the season, we just, we want to have fun on the field, and uh, yeah, we just we just enjoy each other. You see that inning developing. You mentioned your teammates setting you up, and uh, how far along are you thinking that that you could be in that spot because of what's happening in front of you? I was ready from the first pitch of that inning. I knew uh, I knew my opportunity would would come around. Um, 
I was just I was kind of prepared for anything and everything. I just I was I was ready for war, and I think we're all ready for war here. No matter what the situation is, no matter if we're, we're down ten in the last inning or five or one, we just we want to find a way to win that game. And you look at the stretch this team is in, and you guys are battling. There's a lot of baseball, uh, but it seems like this kind of thing happens on a regular basis. And, and what does it say about this team? Uh, we're just we're fighters, man. We we fight to the end. We we love this game, you know, immensely, and we want to just we want to be a part of big moments. We want to be, you know, a playoff team. We want to be a World Series winning team. Um, so we we work hard. We we got each other's backs. Um, stuff can go wrong in a game, but you know we, we we're there for each other, so we can pick each other up. Nice going, Josh. Thanks for the time. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's Josh Naylor shortly after his game-winning home run on Wednesday night. Now, earlier in the week, a couple of the Guardians, Stephen Kwan, Austin Hedges, and uh, some of the clubhouse guys, they took on the John Marshall High School chess team. Uh, multiple matches everyone played, and the only one who even managed as good as a tie in his match against the high school chess player was uh, Stephen Kwan, and we had a chance to catch up with him afterward, and he talked about facing some high-level competition from the kids at John Marshall High School. I knew they uh, had a little chess club at the high school, but then I saw in a tweet that they were top 20 in the nation, and that's when uh, me and Austin were like, okay, we really got to lock it in, but they were, they were ready to go from, from the first move, so that was a lot of fun. So you, you set it up, though, home field advantage, outside the dugout, every advantage you could possibly have. Uh, when did you realize you might be in trouble in terms of wins and losses against these kids? I'd like to think I was I was sticking in there for a good amount, but it was just one move that they set up that, that they got, but no no joke. We had every advantage. They let me play as white. Um, there's like an old chess homage saying, like, if you want to beat somebody, uh, face them towards the sun, and they were facing the sun, but they, they got me. They got me every time. Uh, no intimidation factor on, on their part. Like, they seem perfectly comfortable and secure in what they were doing. Well, I tell Austin about it. When when he starts talking, I know I've got him. But they were cool, calm, and collected the whole time, and that might have been a little more intimidating than the trash talk. So they were they were locked in from the start. Stephen Kwan joining us, Guardians outfielder and a pretty good chess player too. You guys play a lot in the clubhouse. I know you had the big competition against John Marshall High School here today, but uh, how often do you guys play in the clubhouse? And what do you think that does, uh, not only for your mental state, but just team camaraderie? Yeah, no, we we like to play a couple games before every uh, before every game. Um, it kind of goes in, in waves. Like sometimes we'll play more, uh, sometimes another. But no, it's a big separator. Just kind of some people play cards, some people play their video games. But I think it's a little more intimate to like play a chess game across from somebody. You know, look them in the eye, move some pieces around. So it definitely uh, it definitely brings a lot of morale to the team. You have your own board. You got some keepsakes today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them all sign my board. Uh, usually. I asked people who beat me to sign the back of the board, but I feel like I couldn't pass this opportunity up to have all the kids sign my board. So I'll hopefully look back a couple years from now and think fondly of, of this moment. Stephen, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Stephen Kwan. Good hitter, pretty good chess player too, and a real good sport as he and Austin Hedges and several others took on the kids from John Marshall High School in some chess matches, uh, matches earlier this week, and they did it outside the dugout on the warning track. So a neat venue for that and a fun event for both the Guardians and the kids at the high school. Stay with us. We'll talk pitching with Zach Plesak when we return after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Hang on, folks. This baby isn't over yet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And uh, earlier this week, we had a chance to catch up with Zach. Please, Zach. And normally, we talk a lot of pitching with Zach. Uh, he's having a, a real solid season on the mound. But uh, in this case, we wanted to talk yoga with him, especially yoga for kids, as he led a yoga class for kids, the kids from the Cleveland Boys and Girls Clubs of East Cleveland, earlier in the week. And uh, it's something that Zach had been working on putting together since spring training, and he says it turned out to be a great day with the kids. Yeah, it was a fantastic morning. Luckily, the weather was perfect. It felt like felt like a day in California almost. You know, it was just beautiful, as perfect as it can get. Awesome turnout. The people from Hope Yoga had came over and led us through a practice of some basic fundamental yoga practices. And we just kind of talked about how it's important to utilize your breath and your body and your mind. And um, I was able to give them all a yoga mat that they can use and take home and practice what we did today um, in their free time. And hopefully in the future, I mean, we are planning on doing those those practices again. So we're, I'm super looking forward to that. But um, it was our first one today. and It was just an amazing turnout and everything went great. So um, it was awesome. Obviously, as someone in your mid-20s and what you do, you recognize the benefits of that. But for, for the little guys and girls who are here, um, it might be new to them. And, and what were some of the reactions that, that you got from them in certain areas? Yeah, it was funny. We got a lot of smiles, a lot of laughs, just enjoyment. You know, a lot of the positions were new, and we used names like animals um, to incorporate the positions that we were getting into and just made it fun for everybody, and they loved it. Um, like whale shark position or rock position or um you know downward dog three-legged dog things like that that are just fun for people who are younger to practice and appreciate and you know kind of correlate to an animal of themselves and kind of find their inner spirit animal along the process so it's just a lot of fun in any way you can incorporate a healthy lifestyle with with the younger generation it's what i strive to do and want to make an impact in that way as you've gotten deeper into it how has it impacted your pitching maybe from, I don't know, five years ago, maybe even as maybe a year ago, two years ago? I think just the, the mindfulness is important and bringing awareness to what you're feeling um, and just what we're given is this very moment. You know, no one's promised tomorrow, and I think we just appreciate what we're given and just to live grateful and every day set affirmations for yourself and set intentions to have a good day I think that's very important that's helped me get through some tough times and it's helped me stay happy during times of good so I think it's just a good way to kind of ground yourself in the positive way of living and having holding good values to have an impact on people who can potentially you know smile from it and to be able to give back to the kids that what does that do for your day later on in the day yeah it's amazing I love it you know and I think it makes my day just as much as it makes theirs just to be there and experiencing that with them and you know, the moments like those are ones you appreciate the most, you know, as genuine and real as those moments are. And just to be able to ex- express who we are on a beautiful day in Cleveland and enjoy enjoy the very day we're given. So it's a blessing. Great stuff. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, thank you. And Zach Plezak doing something real nice for 
kids probably in that that 8 to 12 year old age range from the boys and girls clubs of East Cleveland they came out and uh, took some yoga classes on the warning track with Zach and uh, some of the folks from Yoga One leading the way. Speaking of pitching, we also had a chance to catch up with Joe Smith, who has had a fine career spanning at least 15 seasons now in the major leagues, many of those seasons with Cleveland as a, a reliable reliever, and he's now with the Minnesota Twins, still going strong. He was on the injured list when uh, the Twins came here to Cleveland this week, but we had a chance to catch up with Joe to talk about life pitching and a long, long career as a major league relief pitcher. You never know how long it's going to last, and I think that's kind of the tough part about this game, but you keep going through it, and all you can worry about is trying to stay healthy and pitch and eliminate all the other stuff, but I don't know. I mean, I still have fun playing. I don't get to play as much as I used to. Got <laughs> used to. There's just some things I can't do now, but, I mean, I know I can still help. I know I can still get outs, and, it's been fun over here in Minnesota. Rocco and them have treated me well. They use me in great situations. And, you know, what else am I going to do? I don't, you know, we don't got no kids yet. <laughs> you know, my wife travels all the time. So it's like, okay, I'll just go play baseball for the summer. That sounds fun. Hey, you mentioned your wife, Allie LaForce. And, and for those who don't know, she uh, works in the TV business on the sports side. And, and what is that like to people who travel so much? Do you get a chance to, to kind of be in her world a little bit during your off season? Uh, I stay home. I get tired of traveling. <laughs> so she always asks me, she'll be like, hey, should I do this and come see you here? I'm like, that's fine, but I wouldn't do it, just to let you know. <laughs> but, no, it's always fun. Like, this year we got to go up to the uh, NBA All-Star Game, which was in Cleveland. That was a blast. And, uh, you know, anytime if, if she gets around – where we're living in Ohio like it's like it's good it's fun to go and and meet some of those people that she works with but uh spring training with March Madness and then April May June you're looking at the NBA playoffs that's just a you know a mess we're both going but we make it work you know she's living her dream I'm living mine and just have fun and sometimes it's a long time before we see each other and now it's summer and she's off so now she's with me every day Hopefully it's a while before you're all done, but when that time comes, it sounds like Northeast Ohio is going to be the spot for you. Yeah, I will. Cleveland, Ohio. We're coming back. (laughs) Joe Smith joining us, Twins reliever, former Cleveland reliever, and as an Ohio kid, the chance to pitch in-state for Cleveland a couple of different times. What would that mean to you as part of your career? It was a lot of fun. I mean, my my mom was from Bay Village, and we always used to go up there, obviously, and visit our grandparents. It was kind of weird. Usually when you get traded and you go to new cities, you got to learn the city, right? And, like, even though I didn't grow up there, we spent so much time in Cleveland and going to visit them. Like, I already knew my way around. I felt comfortable with where to go or how to get places. And, you know, it it was a lot of fun, you know. Family could drive up three-and-a-half, four-hour drive. They could come up for a weekend or or some people would even come up for a game. I know we used to drive up to Cavs games when I was little just for the night, so it was a lot of fun being at home. And then obviously Allie's family's pretty much all in the Cleveland area, so getting to come back in 2017 when we were married and having all them around, it you know, it just feels like home every time I go. You mentioned 2017. You get traded over right about the time the big streak started and and so do you take credit for for that long winning streak i think i i was actually the one who blew it everybody <laughs> gave it gave crap to trevor bauer about it but i was in the game and uh lorenzo kane hit a knuckleball back at me with a runner on second and uh i guess we'd used up all our magic at that point uh, 
I think it was Frankie who flew out at the wall that last that last game to put us at like 23. But I mean, I don't man, that that streak was crazy. You know, it was it was probably it's the first time I can remember going in because we started that streak. We won a couple against Boston and we went into Yankee Stadium and we swept the Yankees in Yankee Stadium and. That's the first time in my career going into Yankee Stadium and sweeping them at home. That's that's a pretty tough feat, but it was uh, it's something I always remember, you know. And now we got Geo over here, and it's just uh, that was a heck of a month. You look back on your career, and I'm, maybe you don't want to be doing that quite yet, but uh, it seems like you've, you've checked off a lot of boxes that someone who makes it to the major leagues would want to do. Do you, do you feel like you've accomplished a lot in your major league career, maybe more than, than some others? Uh, I mean, I'm proud of my career. I'm proud of what I've been able to do on the mound and, and just take the ball and, and uh, pitch and pitch well. I mean, I think anytime you're a reliever, especially a middle reliever, you know, you're not going to get the saves or, you know, you're not a starting pitcher, but you got to find ways and – I think I've always thought of it as long as the 25 guys in the clubhouse respect me and the way I go about my business and what I do on the mound, then I'm happy. And I mean, it's always been a goal to get to a thousand games. Um, it seems close, but I don't know how close it is. So if I can sneak out 67 this year, that'll put me at 900. We'll see. If I sneak out 67, though, that means I was healthy. It means I'm throwing the ball well enough for somebody to run me out there. And um, it's it's always fun having you guys in town, especially with Brian Shaw, because Brian, as we all know, wants to pitch every single day. And he's constantly watching the games. He'll text me, will you stop pitching? I need to catch you. Or, you know, when he gets ahead, he'll let me know how many games he is ahead of me and stuff. And but it's just fun things like that, like trying to find something, goals for New Year's in your career as it goes on to, you know, to accomplish. Because, I mean, if you don't have goals at any point in your life, where, where, you know, which direction are you heading? You're kind of aimless. So, you know, trying to find those things. And fortunately, I've thrown the ball all right and staying healthy. And, I mean, heck, we're in the middle of June. I'm still on the field. So I like that. So we, hopefully we can keep it going and. Are we in first place or are y'all in first place? Percentage points, Cleveland, as of today. Okay, We're recording okay. this on Wednesday afternoon. Okay, so we need, uh, you know, we need a couple, we need a couple W's the next couple of days <laughs> before we come in and play you guys. Gosh, five times in four days at y'all's place, but uh, it's been fun, man. It's a good group over here. Looking back at at this off season, it's an unusual off season. There's a lockout. You're not signed at the age of 38 going on on year number 15 in the major leagues any concerns there or, or have you been around this game long enough to figure you know what i'll end up somewhere well i had a terrible first half last year and i hurt taking 2020 off and uh just couldn't get it going but the second half i threw the ball really well i was very confident i'd get a job so is my agent i mean i guess fortunately for me this is my fifth time through free agency and like we talked about earlier, like I know at, at that point in time, you're not going to be you're not going to be one of the first calls on their list. You know, you're going to I knew uh, I knew it'd be closer to spring training when I signed. And then obviously the lockout happened and pushed everything back. But, you know, I told myself this year, it's like, we'll see what happens and I'll just do I'll do all my work. I'll be ready to go. And if somebody calls and, and, and offers me a job, see where it's at, see the situation and, and, and fi- hopefully find a good one. And. You know, fortunately, I had a couple offers, so that was good to see. And um, but yeah, for me, it was more of a normal off season. Once February started creeping around, I started getting like, "Oh man, is this thing going to get done?" But 
we've had a mess the past couple years with COVID and the CBA. So it's going to be really nice just over the course of the next few years of the CBA just to focus on baseball and have fun playing the game and not worrying about all this other stuff that's happened over the, the past two years. And now we just get back. we got fans in the stands and just having fun. Amen to all of that. Joe Smith, always great to see you. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, Rosie. Good seeing you. Always fun to catch up with Joe Smith, one of the really good guys in the game. And, uh, again, it looks like he and Allie LaForce will be settling down whenever it's all said and done for Joe in Northeast Ohio as uh, their home. And uh, that's pretty cool as uh, both are from this area and uh, they're going to make their way back here when uh, Joe's pitching career is complete. And who knows, that might be a, a little ways down the road. He still wants to pitch, still has fun playing the game. Stay with us. We'll have more to come after this. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It's our final segment for this week's show. And on Friday, what a neat event out front near the uh, Terrace Club entrance, uh, just outside the bleacher area near the plaza as the Guardians unveiled a mural honoring Larry Doby, Satchel Page, and Frank Robinson, pioneers in terms of race relations in Major League Baseball. And, and as always, when whenever the Guardians have done something to honor Larry Doby, Larry Doby Jr. has been here and, and been such a great resource for memories and, and things like that and of course he was here for the mural unveiling and we had a chance to visit with him shortly after the mural was unveiled those names are pretty important to the game of baseball they're obviously more important because they're cleveland's own but the fact that they have all three of them up there is, is pretty cool and i think the artists did a really good job and when you look back at, at that time and the stories that your dad told you about those days when he was just starting at I'm sure it was very difficult in so many different areas, but but you always said Cleveland was good to your dad, and, yeah. and how good did he convey that? Unfortunately, he didn't tell me a lot of the stories. He was one of these people who was like, I deal with today and the future, and that's in the past, and if you want to know about it, you need to look it up. But obviously when I read the stories of the things that they went through, it's to somebody of my generation is almost unbelievable that you know, they couldn't stay in the same restaurant. I mean, the same hotels. They couldn't eat in the same restaurants, you know, stuff like that. So that was very disheartening. But once in a while, you know, he would talk about something. And one day, you know, he said to me that he never got booed in Cleveland. And I looked at him like he was kind of crazy because as a kid, I heard him boo Mickey Mantle in Yankee Stadium, which was unbelievable. But they did. 
but he said no they didn't and that just made me feel really good inside and respect him because they decided that whether he made an out or he got a hit he, he belonged to them and they wanted him to succeed and he always had that feeling that you know they were behind him and that and they were with him so Cleveland's been special to him since he got here 75 years ago and it's still special to the family and we celebrate that accomplishment that anniversary but yeah. man he was a part of some really good teams wasn't he oh yeah yeah I mean I looked at a, a team picture the other day and there were eight all-stars I don't know what year it was probably 53 or something like that it was like Avila Boone Easter Hegan Rosen and then Lemon Feller win it was like you know they had eight all-stars but the Yankees probably had nine so yeah they were part of some very good teams and some winning ways in Cleveland and he was very proud to be a part of the organization I was tipped off to a story about your childhood your dad's so well known around baseball and uh, growing up in New Jersey every once in a while at dinner time, would, would it be a little bit better than some days uh, well, compared to some others? <laughs> looking at it now, it was. But back then, when you're a kid, all you want to do is go and play after dinner. So he would say, you know, I have some friends coming over. Maybe you want to stay and meet them. I'm like, okay, do I have to? You know, and I'm, it was Willie Mays one day. It was Bill Russell another day. And I was like, hi, pleased to meet you. Can I go out now? You know, I, now I trade, you know, youth is wasted on the young, obviously, because I trade everything to go back and be able to sit there and ask them questions and stuff but at the time I was just like these were my dad's friends hi be respectful please to meet you can I go out and play and looking back at his high school days he was a, a four-sport athlete how, how much did you know about that or is that something that you've kind of come to know as you've gotten older no I knew about that because growing up in Jersey every once in a while you run into somebody who played with him or against him and you know, it was like the stories when I said that, you know, tell me something about, you know, when you were playing baseball or something. He would always talk about playing football for Patterson Eastside on Thanksgiving Day at Hinchcliffe Stadium against Patterson Central. That was the biggest thing to him. And he talked about that. And I, I got sick of those stories. But I did meet people all the time that say, you know, your father was a, one of the best athletes I ever saw. And he told me once that he thought football was his best sport. How about that? Well, they honor him here this weekend with Larry Doby Day tomorrow. And I know there have been so many nice things that have happened over the years. Yeah. What does that mean to you and your family that it continues and that memory stays really strong? Well, I mean, it's, it's nice that they don't forget him, you know, and he didn't forget Cleveland. The relationship has been pretty special, you know, since he first got here, you know, a long time ago. And it remains the same. And there's still some guys here with the Indians that knew him, Bobby D, obviously, you know, and some other ones. But... You know, that's kind of the continuity. But it's just, it's a wonderful little Midwestern city with some people with some big hearts, and he was happy to be here. Larry Doby, Jr., great to see you, as always. Great to be here. That is Larry Doby, Jr., one of the, the real nice people that you meet over the course of time in Major League Baseball, and certainly a proud, proud day for him as a mural unveiled outside of the Terrace Club entrance here at Progressive Field featuring Larry Doby, Satchel Page and Frank Robinson. That's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. A lot of baseball going on at Day Night Doubleheader Saturday. There'll be another one on Monday, July 4th in Detroit as the Guardians just continue to deal with postponements and then a lot of baseball in a short period of time, but they continue to hang in there in terms of a, a potential postseason spot. They're still relevant as we get closer to the halfway point of the season. So you stay with us. We'll have another edition of our show next week when we're in Kansas City. 
Until then, for Brian Matze, who always does great work putting together the show each week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 